please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Hello. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, and there you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss here on the podcast. You're also going to find access to our social media pages. You're going to find access to our private message boards and our chat rooms, and all of that's free. All you have to do is register on the website, and all we're asking for is your email address and your screen name. No addresses, phone numbers. We're not going to sell your information to anybody. We just want to know who's coming on, and this way we can protect our, our, our little group, our community. Go on over, check it out. Right now we're under construction. We're re- redesigning the, the site, but it still works. Everything still works over there. So go ahead, go over, check it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think we should add or get rid of. We also have some great bargains over there. We're not selling them. We have advertisers that are selling them, advertisers that you know and trust, names that you know and trust. You get a chance, check out www.famousapple.com. Hey, how you feeling this week, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? Feeling better? You feeling powerful? Good, I'm glad. That's the way you're supposed to be feeling. Hey, I want to, we got a couple of good topics this week. One, I know you're going to like this one. I really know you're going to like It's about uh, sex addiction. Yeah, you heard me right. People who are addicted to sex. And uh, we're also going to be talking about Things that cause chest pain and vomiting, especially with this change in the weather, you were going from hot to cold, cold to hot, all of this can affect you. And you know, sometimes you might think of it as something terrible, totally terrible and life shattering, or you might think of it as, oh, it's nothing, I just threw up or something like that. So these are, I got some warning signs for you to look out for and what you should do if you find any of these symptoms or you have any of these symptoms. Well, we'll go over that in a few. But the first thing I do want to touch on, especially since the nice weather's here, We've spoke about this before. We've, spoke, we've spoken about it a hundred times, probably. And that's these people who think that Social Security disability is some sort of vacation. It's some sort of paid holiday to be home from work and get paid for it. And you and I both know that it's anything but a holiday. It's anything but a vacation. But you still got people that think, oh, it's free money. Well, it's not free money. But anyway, there, there was a story. I don't know if you caught it last week. There was a story about this clown, and it was in the five boroughs of New York City. This guy claimed he got hurt on the job. He couldn't walk. He was, he was going around with a cane. He had a cervical collar on, and he was collecting money on workers' comp, and he was going, he was filing for Social Security disability. He was claiming he was going to be out forever because it, he totally wrecked 
ratcheted up his whole body and he can't walk and he, he can't do this, he can't do that. He had so many things that he can't do. It would have been easy to list the things that he can, according to him. Well, anyway, when you start being that theatrical about things, it puts up a red flag on you. So it put up a red flag on him and they started following him. And they got pictures and they took pictures of him. They followed him in. And for the first couple of days, yeah, he walked with the cane and he put on a good act. But then one morning, middle of the week, he came out of the house with his cane. He hobbled over to the car, looked around. Nobody's looking. He threw his cane in the back seat, jumped in the car, took off his cervical collar in the car, took off. By the time he got to where he was going, he jumped out of the car, left the cervical collar in the car, left the cane in the car had another pair of sneakers on, he took his sweatpants down, and he had a pair of shorts on underneath that, and he went inside and started taking kickboxing lessons. What are you, a moron? I mean, really? And this guy's collecting insurance money. Well, needless to say, he got caught, and I'm glad. I am so glad I hope they throw the book at him. Right now, what he's looking at is insurance fraud. That's a heavy charge. That's a heavy charge. He'll have to pay back every dime that he that he was getting. He'll have to pay back every doctor's appointment that he went to. He'll have to pay back all kinds of medication that he got. And Lord knows what the fines are going to be. And he could go to jail. It doesn't pay to fake it. It doesn't pay to fake it. If you're sick, you're sick. If you're not sick, you're not sick. You know, these people that fake it, the only ones they're hurting besides themselves are the people who are really hurt, which is us. They're taking money out of the system so that they can joke around and play around. But the people that actually need it, they're making it more difficult for us because the more they catch these jerks like this, the more they're on their guard. So now they got to make the vetting system even, even tougher now. Before this, we had to jump through three hoops. Now, who knows? Maybe you're going to have to jump through a fourth hoop to prove that you're actually disabled. And it's all because of these fakers, these liars, these thieves, okay? The last thing we need is thieves around us. And if you see it, I'm, I'm asking you, please, if you see someone that's actually robbing from the system, report them. And I'm not saying that to, to be Gary good guy or, you know, a goody two-shoes. Hey, you're protecting yourself. You're protecting your family. Because what's going to happen is these leeches are going to drain drain on the system. They're going to get their free money. And when the system starts going broke, well, they're going to jump ship. And they're going to go back and go get a job somewhere. And you're still left with your disability. You're still left unable to work. You're still left trying to make ends meet. And now they're going to be cut. You know, you can have your money cut because these idiots drain the system. If you see someone cheating the system, report them. By all means, please report report them. I seen this and I was like, wow, I'm glad they caught him. There was one time I seen a TV show. They were talking about the, these people that try to rob the insurance companies like this. There was a guy that went to court. It was in lower Manhattan in New York City. He went to court. His, he rode with his lawyer to court. When he got to court, he hobbled in on crutches and he had a, the collar around his neck. And he could hardly move. And when he had to sit down, it was in slow motion. And when he stood up, it was in slow motion. And he had this look, this twisted look of pain on his face. Anyway, make a long story short, he got his award and... He hobbled out of the courtroom with the lawyer. The lawyer helped him into the car. But the people that he won the award from, they weren't buying this. They they still sent their investigator to follow him. They're following this guy home on the West Side Highway. 
What are the odds, right? The, this guy gets a flat tire, the, the lawyer gets a flat tire. This guy that he just represented, the guy with the crutches and the collar and uh, can't move and everything, he's out there changing the flat tire for the lawyer. He went to jail. <laughs> the lawyer had problems. He had problems. You see these people doing this. If you see it, please report them. All right, so let's move on here. With the change of seasons and going from hot to cold and cold to hot, our bodies go through all these changes, and sometimes it can cause different problems for us. One of the things is uh, that a lot of people seem to get, especially as they get older or people like us, we're, we're disabled, we have other problems, you start experiencing chest pains, or you might even experience nausea or vomiting. Sometimes it's because we change our diet depending on the temperature outside. Side. You know, in the in the summertime, you tend to eat cooler foods, you know, salads and stuff like that. And in the wintertime, naturally eat warmer foods, soup and so on. But I seen this article in the medical news today, and I wanted to share this with you. It's called, What Causes Chest Pain and Vomiting? Chest pain and vomiting can have a variety of causes, which are different in children and adults. Reasons can include digestive abdominal issues, such as acid reflux or an ulcer. Sometimes a heart problem causes the symptoms in adults. This article will explore the potential causes of chest pain and vomiting. Some of the causes are harmless, while others can be more serious. Common causes of chest pain and vomiting include gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD is another word for it. You might have heard that at the doctor. Uh, peptic ulcer, panic attacks, anxiety, or a heart attack. GERD is a disorder of the digestive system that causes symptoms including acid indigestion, heartburn, chest pain, vomiting. People usually manage GERD with medication and dietary changes. Peptic ulcers develop on the lining of the stomach. They can be very painful and symptoms can include vomiting and burning type of pain in the chest. Treatments for that include medication, but sometimes can require surgery. Panic attacks can be frightening and symptoms can include feelings of tightness and pain in the chest. Stress and anxiety are leading contributors to panic attacks, so finding ways to reduce stress can help alleviate these symptoms. Making some lifestyle changes can help address anxiety and panic attacks. People should also speak to a doctor about treatment. Reducing stimulants such as coffee, as well as introducing medication and mindfulness may also help alleviate stress. Anyone who is experiencing chest pains and vomiting should visit a doctor for a diagnosis. Could it be a heart attack? Sometimes chest pains and nausea are symptoms of a heart attack. It's important to know that women and men can present with different symptoms. Common symptoms of a heart attack include mild chest pain and discomfort that builds up slowly, chest pain or discomfort, upper body discomfort, shortness of breath, nausea or vomiting, sudden dizziness, breaking out into cold sweats, unusual tiredness. According to the American Heart Association, women are more likely than men to experience the following. Shortness of breath, nausea, vomiting, pain in the back, and shoulders and jaw. Now, that's not just for women because I know when I had my first heart attack, I had the nausea and vomiting, 
I had the shortness of breath, and I had the pain in my in my back and in my shoulder and in my jaw. It radiated down into my left arm. Heart attacks require immediate medical assistance. If someone suspects they are having a heart attack or with the person who is experiencing one, they should call emergency services immediately. Heart attack diagnosis. A heart attack is when a person experiences a blockage in one or more of the coronary arteries. This blockage prevents oxygenated blood and nutrients getting to the heart tissue and muscle, which can cause them to die. A doctor can diagnose a heart attack with an electrocardiogram, EKG test, or coronary angiography. If the tests detect an irregular rhythm, it might indicate a heart problem. Sometimes doctors will do blood tests to diagnose a heart attack. Heart attack treatment. Anyone experiencing these symptoms and suspects a heart attack should call 911 or the local emergency services. While waiting for the ambulance to arrive, the emergency operator may recommend giving crushed aspirin, which can reduce the effects of a heart attack. Other early treatments might include aspirin, nitroglycerin, or clot-busting medication. However, some people might require surgery. Surgery can include percutaneous coronary intervention, or PCI, also known as coronary angioplasty, PCI, involves inserting a stent, small metal or plastic tube, into the artery to improve blood flow. Coronary artery bypass grafting. This is when the surgeon removes an artery or vein from another part of the body and uses it to bypass the blocked section of the coronary artery. Long-term treatment involves adopting a healthy lifestyle changes and managing stress and quitting smoking. Very big one. That's a big one. Could it be angina? Angina occurs due to plaque buildup in the arteries. It's a symptom of an underlying heart disease, not a disease on its own. Angina may feel like squeezing in the chest, like indigestion. Some people may also experience pain in the following areas. The neck, shoulders, arm, jaw, or back. Angina diagnosis. A doctor will perform a physical examination and take a full medical history. The doctor will ask about symptoms, family history, smoking status, diet history, and other medical factors. The diet, the, if the doctor suspects angina, they will recommend tests such as an EKG, stress testing, a chest x-ray, and blood tests. The treatment for angina, there is a variety of treatment options available. If symptoms are mild, treatment can, be, can include some lifestyle changes and taking medication. Lifestyle factors include stopping smoking, eating a healthy diet, avoiding large meals with rich foods, taking regular breaks from exercise if it brings on angina, being physically active, limiting stressful situations and managing anxiety, maintaining a healthy weight, taking all medications the doctor prescribes. If these treatment options don't work, some people may require medical procedures such as an angioplasty or coronary artery bypass grafting. These are things you have to watch out for. And again, as the weather changes, I noticed for me, when I had my first heart attack, it was the weather changed from hot to cold. The, my second heart attack, it changed from cold to hot. So for me, that's, that's the norm. I'm not saying that's the norm for everybody, but I noticed the pain coming down my, coming down my back, came right out of my jaw, down my shoulder, into my left arm, and it felt like I was numb, like I couldn't feel my fingertips. That was the second time. The first time, the first heart attack I had, the only pain I had was in my elbow. So if you have any 
kind of pain or numbness or tingling in your in your left arm especially better to be safe than sorry go to the doctor go to the emergency room go and have a check that's my suggestion one more thing I want to point out with this article. Did you notice how many times it said quit smoking? Quite a few. Now, if you're still smoking, man, you have to quit. I know I'm like the pot calling the kettle black. I After I got hurt, I was smoking like a chimney. And people around me were like, well, you know, he's going through a hard time. Let him smoke. I put on weight. Well, he can't lose weight and quit smoking at the same time. He'll go crazy. So let him smoke and he'll go on a diet. Yeah, I never went on a diet and I kept on smoking. And then I had the heart attacks. Do you know what? Every time you take a drag of that cigarette, Every time, it makes your arteries constrict. And if there's any plaque in your arteries, it's compressing it. It's compressing it and compressing it. And you're going to block your own arteries. So you got to quit smoking. And I don't want to hear about, well, I'm, I'm using a vape now. I'm vaping. I'm not really smoking anymore. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You're taking in vape. You're smoking a, a bubblegum cigarette now. Come on. You don't need that. You really don't need that. Why do you want to put chemicals in your lungs? I did it I did it for years. I did it for 40 years. I smoke like a chimney. And look what it's got me. Three strokes, two heart attacks. You don't want that. And you're my friend. I don't want you to have it. So please do your best. Whatever you gotta do to quit. If you gotta if you gotta put Put on patches or suck on lozenges or chew gum. Do whatever you got to do to quit smoking, okay? Look, let's take a bit of a break here. We'll take a 30-second break. We'll come back on the other side, and we're going to talk about sex addiction. I know you're going to want to hear about that. I know that. So, (laughs) I'll meet you on the other side 30 seconds from now. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. FamousApple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discussed. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute. Go over. Visit www.FamousApple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. 30 seconds. Not too shabby. Uh, that wasn't a that wasn't a long break, now was it? All right, I hope you're sitting down. Keep your hands where I can see them. According to the World Health Organization, the same people that brought you a couple of weeks ago that playing video games is a mental health disorder brings you this week that sex addiction is a mental health disorder. That's right. Sexual addiction is a mental health disorder according to the World Health Organization or the WHO. It's defined, the sexual addiction is defined as the inability to control intense sexual urges, leading people to neglect their personal health while deriving no pleasure from the sex, according to the WHO. According to Dr. Valerie Voon of the Royal College of Psychiatrists, 2 to 4%, that's 2 to 4% of the total population of the UK are sex addicts. Can you believe that? Two to four percent. Well, I hope you're sitting down still because three to six percent of the total population in the US is thought to have this same condition. They're thought to be sex addicts and it's a mental 
health disorder now. It's soon to be a disability. So I can see it now. People going to their doctor, they're going to be they're going to be filing for social security disability because they're sex addicts. All right, you want to know here. Here's some more on this. Can you become addicted to sex? Experts di- experts disagree on whether it's possible to become addicted to sex. Some sex and relationships experts believe people can become addicted to the enjoyable feeling or high experience during sex or sexual activity, but others disagree. What is sex addiction? <laughs> I still hope you're sitting down. Relationship counseling service relate described sex addiction as any sexual activity that feels out of control. This could be sex with a partner, but it can also mean activities such as pornography, masturbation, visiting prostitutes, or using chat lines. For most people, these behaviors don't cause any serious problems, but some people are unable to control these urges and actions despite the difficulties they may cause in their relationships, finances, or professional lives. Some people may also have a dependency on sex and sexual activity to numb any negative emotions and difficult experiences they can have a, that can have a negative effect on this person's quality of life and on those around them. All I can say is give me a break. Okay? So now if you use chat lines, if you call chat lines, you're a sex you're, you're a sex addict. What this all sounds like to me is not holding people responsible for their own activities. And now you're calling it a mental disorder. So that means here in the good old US of A, you get diagnosed as a sex addict, you now have a mental disorder. Now, if you that could stop you from owning a owning a firearm, that could stop you from getting certain jobs. This is unbelievable the same thing with video games you 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 have a mental disorder so because you play video games and you want to you know sit back and play video games instead of going out to work like a normal person you'll take the mental disorder label so that's going to stop you from owning a firearm it may stop you from owning a bar it may stop you from a lot of things a job all because you're labeled as having a mental disorder this is ridiculous this is not holding people responsible for their own actions. Let's just call it a disorder. So what? how are you going to treat this sexual disorder? This is what I want to know. This sexual addiction. How do you treat this sexual addiction? Do you bring them in a room and show them pictures of ugly people? I, I just don't know how it works. I just think it's more gobbledygook coming from the people that want to make themselves sound important. Don't know. The last thing, I, I don't know about you, but the last thing I would ever tell somebody is I have a problem, mental disorder when it comes to sex. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just can't see myself saying that to anybody. And imagine, imagine what that's going to do. They'll probably have to put you on some kind of list and then you can't go, you can't go near schools or you can't go near churches or you can't go near the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or anything like that because you're not a sexual predator. You're a sex addict. You're, so you're one step below a sexual predator, I guess. Uh it's it's sickening. It's dehumanizing is what it is. And anyone any anyone that would even voluntarily say, oh yes, I, I I'm addicted to sex. You know, it's funny because you see like Tiger Woods, he said it. Russell Brand, he's he's gone for sex addiction counseling. I don't know how many times. It, 
I guess I guess for rich people it's something to do, right? I don't know. I don't know. You 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 guys can take it from there. Whatever you think. You can read more about this. Go to www.famousapple.com. I have the whole article up on the up on the web page, and it's there for you to read and take in for yourself. There's other other links on there that you can go further into this subject. It's it's a very involved subject, very involved. But I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it's making excuses for people. People's piss poor behavior. Their antisocial behavior making excuses for them again. Anyway, thank you very much for stopping by this week. I really appreciate it. I want to remind you, like I always do, remember things can always be worse. No matter what, there's people striving to be where you're at right now. Remember that. And remember, you're a special person. Your disabilities don't define you. You're just a regular, regular person, a regular guy or a gal that just has a disability. You're not a disability. You're a person with a disability. Remember that. Okay? Have a great, great weekend. I will talk to you next week. And thanks again for stopping by. This is Jimmy Apple. Take care, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.